three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to the Enlightened Couch Potato Show. My name is Nicholas Rave, and I'm this Adrienne is... Gunn. That's me, this one. Uh, and here in this podcast, we love movies and TV and stories. And our philosophy is that stories are powerful, transformational tools, if you know how to use them right. Mm-hmm. So we, what we typically, oh, go ahead. <laughs> we have decided that you can TV so deeply that you can turn your binge watching into a breakthrough. Oh, oh, that was good. Have, you, have I heard that before? Turn your binge watching into a breakthrough? I think I've said it. It's just been uh, a lot of weeks. This is episode 21. Mm, it rolled off the tongue in a new way. I love it. It's beautiful. Thank you. Hey, Adrienne, how you doing? I'm good. Holy wow. I had a fantabulous weekend. Happy birthday, belated. Yeah. I mean, I said it to you on the day. That was amazing. We put the, I put the, I put the birthday show on our couch potato page because we had talked about it. So if anybody, you know, follows the breadcrumbs here, they could see the show. Apparently it isn't, entirely possible to do a variety show as a live stream and have it work which yeah. is what i did um, yeah super excited I, yeah. I i have not had like post show high in a really long time maybe oh. so which also meant i had post show low which was also really exciting uh, so this That's show was thing. Saturday night, and I was exhausted Sunday because I was I stayed up quite late. Um, but I was still excited about the show and what happened and what we accomplished. And then, and then Monday I had a post show low, and my brain didn't function. It was awesome. I also completely just at some point in the day just decided, um, yeah, I'm just gonna not. That's my plan for today. Is nope. Yeah. <laughs> so I just. Hung out watching TV and eating stuff, and I think I had a walk. And uh, yeah, it was the perfect kind of thing for me to birthday. Uh, I can explain why. It wasn't even my idea, but I said yes to it and did two weeks of like, it was a real freaking show. There was so much work to do. That was kind of stressful, but rad because at some point, I'm getting all of these videos from people I admire. And who I love yeah, been impactful in my life. And many of the videos are talking about the impact I've made in their lives. And so this is like, I, I, I don't know if, do you birthday well? Do you like having I birthday I think we talked birthday? about this briefly, but like, I remember the first birthday that I woke up really depressed. And I want to say it was like, 10 years old or something. Right. And it was like all this pressure to make the day special. And like, what do you want? And I remember this just, I didn't understand it at the time. And even at the time I was like, it's my birthday. I'm supposed to be happy. What's going on. Yeah. And pretty much ever since then, um, until probably more recently when I've started to recognize that it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, but you inspired me too. Cause I started to think birthdays are, Birthdays weren't like something I hated, but it was just something I didn't prioritize or pay attention to. So you've inspired me to start to think about what is my birthday going to be? And I, 
I mine's very. It, I'm not doing something similar, but I I've definitely been thinking about how to make it more special. And I, there's some things that I'm going to do for the whole month of August mm. that are going to be like the birthday month stuff, and then uh, yeah. So I I have historically not birthdayed well to yeah. port version of answer your question. <laughs> my my past version of birthdaying was to get like progressively more depressed as my birthday was arriving mm-hmm. and and then just weigh everything in my life against all of the things I'd ever dreamed of doing and then just only notice the ways in which I'd failed. And there were a couple spotlight years where I accomplished way more Ooh. than I thought. Anybody I relate? Raise your hand if you've yeah. ever done that around your birthday. <laughs> yeah, that was my like birthday, like birthday and New Year's Eve was this just mm. like, how have I disappointed myself or failed? Or do I even deserve mm-hmm. I was going to say New Year's. That's the other time when you traditionally yeah. like do that. Yeah. And, um, and just get like more and more negatively just, ugh, just yeah. junk. Right. And so I really wanted to break that pattern. And I, this was like a few years back. I shared the story about there I was. I think it was like, I don't know, was this like three years ago? I wanted to break that pattern. I wanted to have something to look forward to. And I just felt lousy. And I was also su- su- celebrating like a, a good number of sobriety. It may have been 10 or 11 years too. And I, and I just, I almost died the, the, the evening of my birthday. I almost died. I'd always made this joke that um in rock and roll like women you like if if you if you if you haven't made it by 27 you should just stay 27 so i was joking that i would just have a re, like a recurring 27th birthday party until i felt like i looked 28 uh, yeah so the I, 10th anniversary of my 27th birthday <laughs> yeah and then somewhere around 45 i would be like i'm 35 or something it was a weird joke that i had but i almost died on my 28th birthday and so i begged god to be 28 uh and sort of like here I was, uh, I think it must've been my 38th or 39th birthday or something like that, where I was just like, did I, have I even accomplished what I wanted to, did I really earn that like second chance at life? Mm. I was just feeling, and I just wanted to break that apart. So I, I said something and it was my birthday boots year. Oh, I remember this. This I was just like, I just, I, I want these boots they're expensive. I don't need them, but I just want them. And maybe my friends would want to like five, $10 at a time, just buy these boots for me. And they would be the walking reminder that people love me and that I have made a difference in the world and that sort of thing. And that like broke that pattern. The, mm. the response to this uh, vulnerable post I shared about not really liking birthdays, that broke the pattern. And I started sort of like thinking of the birthday of a, of a new thing. But this year... Uh, my friend said, hey, why don't you do this talent show? Why don't you do a talent show for your birthday? And as the gosh darn show was happening, like, first of all, as I was asking people to be a part of it and getting excited about, like, who I can share my birthday attention with, like, the whole building up of the thing just felt really fun and good. Uh and so I had to be a performer and I had to be a marketing person and I had to be a tech person. And I had like all of the aspects of me to put on the show. Like I love having a job, something mm. to do. If I'm going to have a project to work on. Yeah. And 
And so it had this weird way of crossing over all of the perfect strangeness of me, like mm-hmm. getting to have the, the day be about me, but also lean into if I'm going to have a stage, I want to share it with as many people. I am so excited about this ridiculousness of life. I'm excited about the hard shit. I'm excited about the great shit. I'm the smelly stuff, humanity. I'm about it. I think it's rad and I want to spread the love and joy and I want to inspire people. And so this show, as I reached out to people, a bunch of people had to like, do something new. They had to figure out videoing themselves singing in a different way. They had to confront the fact that they're having a miserable time right now, but they love me and want to say yes to this. So like everybody had some way in which they were stretched. I was stretched to go grab my guitar again and play, play music. Um, so I got to do and and bacon cake. Holy fuck. The bacon cake was delicious. And I got to share it with people. And then I got to like be in a space of receiving love mm. from people that I've spent so much time and energy and sort of like, we're like living alongside. We're all artists and entrepreneurs and, and pursuing yeah. craft in a particular way. Um, so a bunch of it was weirdly nostalgic because there are people that, that I've been inspired by since I was 17 and people that, have like literally changed how I sing and play. And my friend Murr and I, we were in a band together, like being scrappy 20 years ago. And so it was sort of, I just kept getting flooded with all these memories. And it got oh. to be in this like showcase of really what I've accomplished. And, and the strangeness of being able to use who I've been in this digital space and the things I've learned as a communicator to like yeah. see my own show. I don't know. It's, it was the coolest fucking time capsule ever that leans into almost all the aspects of who I am right now. Yeah. But then it acts, it's actually, it's actually a fucking great show. Yeah. Whether it was about me or not, it's it yeah, not just the funny. project, but I love that at the end, like you, you did a thing and you have a thing and there's a record of that thing. And there's all these little bite sized chunks that are part of that thing that came out of that thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, even more so than maybe just a talent show you did in your backyard with a bunch of people who showed up to right. like in person, which you can't do right now anyway. So it's right. like, uh, and and that online space thing that you talked about and the marketing stuff and this uh, this Venn di- beautiful Venn diagram of overlapping things that made it totally uniquely you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and apparently like people that don't know me that well they're like it was all of your performers were amazing and it was yes. inspiring. It was funny. Yeah. We had a really yeah. I mean, I was just like, well, I concur, like just bonus. watching and being like, wow, like th- these are just the people who said yes. <laughs> and there's probably a whole bunch of other people you asked that were like, oh, I wish I could. And like yeah. you, um, <clears throat> yeah, you, you definitely rub elbows with some talent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're elbow rubbers. Uh-huh. As artist types. My, one of my favorite parts, um, so the show was at 4 p.m. 
And at like 1245, my co-host, I thought was making the slides, but I hadn't heard from them in, since like three in the afternoon the day before. So uh, oftentimes I work at a community college performing arts center, just sort of, you know, seasonally, I, I supervise crews out there to help people put on dance performances and stuff like that. It's spent like 13 years. I've been spending chunks of my time doing that. So I called one of my tech people. I'm like, okay, great. I have a couple hours to figure out how to use Google slides. Uh, I, I guess I could do that or I could eat. Um, maybe somebody else can do this. So I put a post on Facebook to see if anybody's like available right now. And then I'm like, Oh wait, my friend, Nate, I wonder if he's doing anything. Cause this is literally what we pay him to do. One of the 12 things we pay him to do at the theater. And so I'm calling him say, Hey, what are you doing? He's like, ah, oh, man, I'm just so bored. <laughs> I'm good, but I'm really bored. I'm like, Hey, well, what are you doing right now? Uh, any chance I'll just, I'll like pay you. Do you want to, could you make a Google slides? I'll give you access to all of the stuff and then I can eat and then you'll make slides. And he's like, cool. Well, I was hanging this door, but I could put the door down and hang the door later. And I was like, I would love that. So that gave me the opportunity to like eat. And then I called both my parents and there's been like tension in my relationships with my parents, but for That's some risky. Reason, That's a risky move to do my, right before you got a show. Show. Yeah. But I had the most beautiful and amazing conversation uh, with both my parents separately that's in that awesome. chunk of time right before the show. Uh, and I got new stories about my birth story and that kind of stuff that like, I was just like, well, that's weird and magical that all of the behind the scenes helped just like to not have your, like your literal slide presentation ready to of the, like, but that's how shows work. Like, they just you just keep sticking it the pieces. And it's also you know when you when you're following your bliss, you step into that flow of synchronicity where magic happens and solutions yeah. start appearing. Yeah, it was too good. I was just really deeply loved, blessed, full of chocolate bacon cake, and we watched Galaxy Quest after the show with a, like a tiny group of us. Um, stayed up late. Like Zoom kicked me out of the room was how long I stayed in the room after the show. Is, Just, is that a thing? <laughs> apparently. Does Zoom do 12.05, get the F out. Bye. Wow. <laughs> Um, yeah. I suppose I guess just leaving a Zoom room on forever might not be great for them. So. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think it was the best birthday I've had. And, you know, I'm cool with sticking around. I will continue to do life. But I could die. And I'd be good. Mm. Like that kind of like. Yeah. Yeah, I've done. I've done pretty good. That's fucking fantastic. Yeah. Did you, wear your, did you wear your boots? For recording, but not for the not for like sitting here for the show. Oh, OK. Yeah. Uh, the, for the recording, though, because I was just thinking like to carry those forward. From I considered it last year's birthday no no no. i mean for the recording you said you yeah. did that's fine i, I yeah. just meant did they play a part in this birthday this year's birthday they did not i considered uh putting them on while i was in the show and like look at birthday boots but i yeah i had so no, but many. you said you did the, you were wearing them when you did the recording oh i was wearing my harness boots oh not the same not the not the birthday boots okay the birthday boots is a weird story of how they didn't actually fit at work so. oh they still never worked out 
Oh, I guess no, I didn't hear the end of that and story. Heavy and yeah. But a bunch of people like bought me birthday boots and they remind me that I'm deeply loved. What? Sure. But I, yeah. I Put them on a wall, frame them, like <laughs> dip them in lacquer. Totally. Here they yeah. are. <laughs> Daily reminder. You're going to put them on your gravestone. Like. <laughs> That's like, brilliant. Like dipped and just like these two boots. Proof that Adrienne was loved. <laughs> Some people like flowers. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean like perpetually, like 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 um, make them like petrified. Yes. No, I. I oh, you got that's it. A good plan. Okay. Yeah. Well, so um, that's amazing. I uh, am eating again. Uh, I don't know how long you want to spend on this story because, like, we could probably just do that story about your birthday and this story and not talk about movies at all again. <laughs> um, but. It was amazing. I did 12 days. I started eating again, um, like Sunday night, Monday morning. Uh, I, I start with like bone broth and you just sip it. And then I did some uh, like avocado is the first thing to, for typically for me. And then slowly reintroduce food. Uh, so yeah, it was amazing. Uh, it was, I'm so proud of myself um, and the fact that I stuck with it. Uh, and I am so proud of the people and grateful for the people who supported me and put up with me because <laughs> it was really fucking hard. <laughs> it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Um, I, uh, like there are things that you do where while you're doing them, you want to quit. And then you're like, no, don't quit, stick with it. And then it's over. That's how I felt on like day two. And it <laughs> never stopped for 10 more days that it was like, Oh, just constantly quit, 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 stop, quit, stop, stop, quit, quit. And, I, and not in a, like, I'm dying, I need to go to the hospital kind of way. Because I'm not stupid. I'm not going to, like, hurt myself. Like, it was a, this is incredibly uncomfortable. And I have done long fast before. I've done 10 days at least four times. Yeah. And it's never been like this. And the two extra days do not account for the difference. Also, I will tell you, I lost 27 pounds in 12 days. Wow. That's over two pounds a day. And when I saw that on the scale, first of all, I was like, first of all, I had put on some COVID pounds. So <laughs> that's part of the inspiration, but I don't fast for weight loss. That's not right. the point. Uh, it's not a good strategy for that no, anyway, because you put some, you put a good portion of it back on anyway. But typically when I do 10 pounds, I lose between 10 to 15 pounds. Um, tops. I've never lost more than that. Yeah. 27 pounds. And it didn't happen in those last two days. It was like, it was like I was a dirty washcloth getting wrung out. Like th there was so much stuff coming up and going out. I am a big believer in fasting and using it as a magical ritual and a magical practice, a, a spiritual thing. And I set intentions for it of what I wanted to work on and what I wanted to get out of it. And honestly, that is the only thing I can account for 
why it was so difficult. Yeah. Is I set really deep intentions that were about healing food, frankly, that were about healing my relationship with my body and food and exercise. And I think that you have to be careful with that shit because when you set an intention like that (laughs) and then your unconscious mind goes, okay, (laughs) that's what you want to deal with. All right, here's all this. And um, I am so happy that I did it. I feel incredible now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it has healed so much stuff for me um, in, a, in a really, really profound way. Like there, there's issues and challenges and patterns around food that were lingering that had been up for sure during COVID time and all this stuff. And they feel so distant they feel like, oh yeah, that was a thing that used to be hard to like stop at a certain time and be like, you're not eating anymore for the rest of the day and do intermittent fasting. And now I'm just like, well, no, that's what we're doing. And I've like exercised every single day since we stopped. And like, it's been effortless and like exciting even. And um, yeah, so amazing. It was incredible but by the way just real quick like medical legal disclaimer don't do this folks (laughs) it's it's a horrible idea and um and it's awful and i loved it (laughs) (laughs) um yeah yeah i mean three days is generally considered safe for almost anybody despite i mean unless there's very specific health conditions but for most people you can do 72 hours no problem extended beyond that like you should seek medical supervision i've been fasting like that since i was 15 years old so i have a pretty good sense of my body and what it does and and this also was uncharted territory i'd never done 12 days and i never felt like that before uh ah, it was yeah. weird for me to hear you say like that it was hard at day two and i was like what are you talking about mm. what that what i mean yeah. i believed you because you said yeah. it I'm pretty good at believing people say stuff, <laughs> which is a skill, by the way, that many people should take on. It is. When someone describes their reality, just believe them. Yeah. And then appreciate that that's their reality. I was like, wow. Okay, then this is hard. Well, shit. Yeah. I love it. I, I had the quit, 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 but only in the uh, cryotherapy cold, cold thing. Yeah, but that's like three minutes, right? Yeah. I had to like talk to my shins. Yeah. And, and the, the, the sensation coming from my shins was like, am I going to have legs? Right. Should I stop? Maybe this is dumb. This is probably dumb. Oh, well, I guess it's happening. And just like attempting to like to, to respond to the internal voice is just like, no, no. Yeah. Stop. Because no. And Yeah, man, I've done... 20 minute ice baths and then there's nothing compared to this. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It, it was, I mean, I've never trained for an ultra marathon, but it, it feels like that kind of thing where like you're an ultra marathon is like, you've already ran a marathon and you have three more to go. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's that's what the fast was like this time 
It's so funny. And I, I, I say things like, God, why would anyone do that? And I, <laughs> it's not like I haven't done things like yeah. that. I mean, I guess I haven't done. <sighs> but I don't want to run an ultra marathon. Like I look no. at that and I'm like, oh, no, thank you. Like, I'm not going to run until my nipples bleed and my toenails fall off. Thank you very much. No. Um, but like fasting is my jam. It's, it's, it's my ultra marathon. It, it, it's an exercise in will if there yeah. is such a thing, which I, I'm quite questionable on whether or not that even exists or is even a useful metaphor. However, it is an exercise in uh, training myself to be able to set an intention and then follow through even and especially when it's difficult. Totally. Well, I think that's, I think a lot of people need more of that. I think, mm-hmm. I think having something that's just slightly outside of what you think mm-hmm. is possible right now and setting mm-hmm. goals and like stretching ourselves. I think that's why creativity is such a hilariously wonderful thing. Any creative act gets you to stretch beyond and, and try. That to- one's scarier for me. Like, I, like I'll lift weights until I am like, until I can't, stand like i love pushing myself like that i love the the burn and like challenging my body fasting is difficult more difficult than that for me uh but like write something mm-hmm. like stare at a blank canvas and then make something yeah <laughs> can i tell you something important which is why, by the way, I totally need to do it more often, but like one thing at a time. <laughs> Here's something important. I, I talk about this a lot when people are really like, uh, they're Luddites or they're terrified of technology. And it's oh, like, yeah. funny thing. People who are great at technology, they run into barriers every 15 minutes and right. they get frustrated and they get upset and then they have to go search and they're like, what the fuck? This, used, this worked yesterday. And they have like a level of knowledge and then they try stuff and then they run into it all the time, but they just practice yeah. It's a practice of recognizing they're going to they're going to not know something or something's going to yeah. fail and then they're going to work it out. Well, so here's what I have learned about highly creative professional people. People who get paid and rewarded and have been successful at being creative. They're terrified too more mm. regularly and they think their shit sucks too and mm. they find themselves daily in the process of like, what the fuck? How am I going to, why is that the thing that came up? What, and that like, I've been taking classes from people who are, have been like professional songwriters for decades. Yeah. And they still don't think that they were like, there's some of their best work. They're like, I thought that was kind of crap. I, it wasn't that, you know, it was only three chords and then, but everybody's like, oh my God, I'm so touched. They just went with it. Or they start writing a song and words come out and then they're bawling their face off and terrified about what's going to happen next, but they just keep doing it. It doesn't actually get easier, easier. You just have more moments looking back where you're like, Oh, remember how I was terrified two weeks ago. And then I wrote the thing and it came out. Remember how I thought I was going to die 
yesterday when I was running five miles at the same time that I think I'm going to die right now. I just, but I remember that I did it. So you keep doing it, you know, well, like I this. Think, I, I've thought a lot about this in, in the context of imposter syndrome, because I have this part of me that really wants to believe that it's possible to get rid of it. And that when I hear people who are really, really successful and they're like, oh, I fucking have imposter syndrome, of course, like the ones who are honest and yeah. authentic and whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but shouldn't it? Nah, 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 nah. And there's just this wrestling match in my head. And what I think the conclusion that I've arrived at is that it is possible to get to the place where situations and contexts that used to trigger imposter syndrome don't anymore. Right. But there will always be a new situation unless you retreat and shelter yourself and put yourself in a little cocoon. But that is, what is it? The war of art, right? The the war of art is like when you said it never really gets easier. It gets, it it does get easier and completely go away. If you just rest on your, uh, on your laurels, like if you sell out, whatever, do the Mm -hmm. easy shit or whatever. But if you're actually growing, then that, that war will will never end but the the game is to learn to love that yeah. process and you always have imposter syndrome because you've never written this song that's yeah. happening right now <laughs> i wrote my last yeah. song but this yeah. song is a motherfucker i have yeah. no idea what this is going to be and i'm just in the middle of it and i was like last week could be a fluke yeah because you've never tried to explore this thing that seems to be coming out that's a yep. weird creativity is a weird thing and i was with that with my own show last week i'm like i've put on tons of shows uh literally minutes before i'm reordering the notes uh in the order for the mc i had a friend help write those so in the middle like and i thought of the things that I might want to say, but I never had the actual moment to look at the whole arc. Like usually as an MC, that's my only gig. And I kind of go, Oh, here's, here's what the emotional arc is that I created of the set list. And I like internalize it enough to know where it's going. I didn't know where I was like, okay, there's a minute in the variety show where I'm like, you know, I could have prepared y'all better for that. I know how this works. I just, that's not what happened. Right? Like, we've never done this show before. Yeah, well, your attention and energy was focused on all the, the stuff that you'd never done and never faced. And and you have run many shows. And, and if the show was more similar to shows you've done in the past, that probably wouldn't even have been an issue. Or maybe you would have had time to look at it. But regardless, the point is, it's that do things that are difficult and learn to love that process that I firmly believe is what keeps you young. Mm -hmm. Like it's the key to immortality in a sense is like do hard shit. And that hard shit is not always like, sometimes it's go lift weights, like go run a marathon, go train for that, go lose 80 pounds because you need to. Um, Sometimes it's, you have a pain in your elbow that you have been tolerating for however many fucking years. And there is a solution, but the solution would require a level of dedication and consistency that you've never tackled before of 
physical therapy or whatever it is, or, or you'd have to go in and dig into spots that are painful beyond any and scary beyond anything you've ever faced. Sometimes the difficult thing that you have to challenge yourself to go do is have a conversation, be honest with somebody when you really, really, really don't want to. We were just talking about this before we got going that um, I had a conversation with a friend uh, who called me up and I'm not going to share any details, but basically they were lying to somebody and I with as much love and compassion as I could muster really smacked them around and was like, you are fucking your friends right now. The people who care about you and you need to go fix it. You need to go throw yourself at their mercy and say, I am sorry. I fucked up. There's no excuse. What do I need to do to make this right? Because I don't want to lose you. And yeah. Yeah. You're like, that's the kind of stuff. It's not always trained for an ultra marathon. It's, it's write a book. It's what is the thing that scares you? Go do that. Yeah. And we're talking about this now. It's enlightened couch potato. This is part of the dedication that we have to to living our lives more fully expressed. And we utilize television and movies as some of our tools. Right now, we're talking about other ways we stretch ourselves. Creativity, putting on a show, showcasing things, saying yes to big adventures and then dropping into them fully. Yeah. Where we're talking about, we're not talking about TV and movie today, it seems. And yet this is still part of us showcasing how how we drop into this messy bit of life and, and make adjustments. And some of that includes letting people celebrate us in a way in a container that where we like I let people celebrate me in a way that I can showcase the people that I love because the thing I love about my life are the people who are in it with mm-hmm. me you know and so it was it was it was really interesting in my other podcast my NLP podcast my uh co-host Morgan made a really big deal out of the 12 day fast and was like, um, very complimentary. And it was, uh, weird. (laughs) Uh, I like it. I was like, because uh, I don't know if he's ever going to see this because I have an enormous amount of respect for that dude and the level of dedication and, um, hard work that he has. And for him to be like, I would never fucking do that. That's amazing that you did that. It was like, yeah, 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 that is amazing. And then I'm like addressing deeper levels of my own pain patterns still of like, no, it's bad to be prideful. Sure. No, I'm fucking proud of that. I am proud that I made it. And I'm proud of the people who put the fuck up with me because I couldn't have done it on my own. Yeah. So. That's fun. Yeah. I have a movie to talk about in detail, but I don't want to do it right now because like it's a 30 minute conversation at least. Oh, gosh, darn. Do you want to? I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. Okay. Do you want to momentarily geek out about Charlize Theron kicking ass? I didn't see it. Okay. Well, so I watched, I had no, I know what you're talking about. I watched the old guard. 
Mm-hmm with my dad and he talked through a lot of it. So then the next day I watched it again. <laughs> it's a really good movie. I love my dad so much. And um, he's so excited to see me that he's, and things remind him of things. And so I, yeah. So strangely, he didn't catch what was going on in the movie. Weird. But so the next time I watched it, I could get the plot. It's like, oh my God, it's badass. And so then I went back and last night watched Atomic Blonde which I yeah. got stuck at like 30 minutes. I don't know why I didn't finish watching it, but uh, it's super fun to watch her kick butt. I was grumpy at her like a decade plus ago with Aeon Flux. She was so like rail thin and it was so weird. That was a dumb movie loved. and it wasn't her fault. Like she was fine in it, but it was stupid. I love the creepy anime that, that, that it was from. Like, yeah. Oh, no, no, that. no. The, that's oh. part of the reason why it's so frustrating. Just like this, the ghost in the shell, Scarlett Johansson uh, abomination. Yeah. Um, did you so uh, f- did you see Fury Road? I am still stuck at 45 minutes like that. The tension that they built in there was just so I just like I was just not breathing. It was just my shoulders no were in my I mean, ears, I, I hear not you. breathing for 45 minutes. I'm like, I can't watch this and have a day. So I got it's that's messed. incredible, though. Like, that was one of those movies that a lot of action fans were like, you see it the first time and you're like, okay, this is top 10 greatest action movies of all time, like instantly. Yeah. And she is the protagonist. Like, yeah. fuck Mad Max. Like, Fur- uh, Furiosa or whatever her name. That, like, the story's about her. And uh, no spoilers, but Jesus, like, if you're on a, a Charlize Theron kick. It is, it is next on the list. I, Ugh. yeah, it's quite funny because she's like on the, on the verge of like, she's athletic-ish, you know, she's working hard. Like the, the, what I love about the fight choreography in the two movies that I did see was they're not giving her shit she couldn't actually do. Mm. Like, it's believable in, in like, here's your frame, here's probably the amount of force that you can produce with your weight and your all the stuff. Yeah. And they're, like, they're choreographing moves that make sense for who she's fighting. That person is giant. If you hit them in the face with, a, like, a, a hot plate, yeah, that, you're, like, very, very realistic. I love just... And the action just kind of doesn't stop in either movie. They were very like Jack Reacher in their choreography yeah. and the things going on. And so Morgan, the friend we were talking about, he's like, oh, yeah, she does a really good Tom Cruise impersonation. And what was interesting is that at least in the two movies that I saw, maybe in Old Guard, she's generally flawless. Uh, but in Atomic Blonde, she gets her ass kicked. Mm. And well, then John Wick gets his him. ass kicked. I mean, yeah. uh, so does Tom Cruise in like that bathroom scene with mm. Henry Cavill, uh, whatever. Like that. Could, like they. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. No. Oh no, he didn't play Jesus. That's a different guy. Is it? Cava dagger. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So what was I going to say? Oh, my thing about Charlize Theron. She's amazing. She is, she is like so multifaceted that it's kind of like, 
like um, Channing Tatum might mm-hmm. be a good example, or like, um, did you see um, Foxcatcher? Channing Tatum plays like a wrestler. Um, it's based on a true oh, story. Oh, not yet. I got to see that. Okay. I have that. It, like, that's a movie where you're like, fuck, this dude can act. Like, that's some real shit. And like, Chris Hemsworth's another example. He's gorgeous, obviously, but he's also fucking hilarious. Yep. And Channing Tatum's hilarious. And like, that's my thing is, okay, you got Charlize Theron. She's badass, gorgeous. She can play romantic movies. She did fucking monster. Yep. But then on top of that, did you see her in Arrested Development? The new? No, it was season two or three of the original three. Okay. I don't I want to spoil it because so quickly. her character arc is one of my favorite plot lines in the whole show. And she kills me. She is so funny. Which, like I did watch it. I just yeah. haven't finished the more. So you recently. remember when um, uh, Michael starts dating the the girl who he thinks is like an heiress or something, and they won't let him see her, and then it turns out that that it, she's not what he thinks, and they were going to go get married. You remember this? I kind of don't. It's like, you got to go back and watch it. Just okay. like, you don't have to watch anything else. Just go find the episodes of Arrested Development with Charlize Theron and, and watch okay. all those. There's there's other plot lines happening yeah. that you'll jump in. Cool. Just watch, there's like three or four of them. And the, the whole sequence of what happens with her. Oh my God. <laughs> I th- That was the moment when I was like, okay, she is absolute legendary. Right. Because, like, not everybody can pull all that off. Yeah, that's fair. I had a, I had a hard time with Arrested Development because it was too funny. Yeah, I, I, I it was feel like you. too good. I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. I feel you. <laughs> yeah, maybe you never got that far. It might be season three, so I don't know. Oh, I watched all the seasons except for the, the when they brought, brought them back for the, like, weird Netflix thing where they explore each character. You know what I'm talking about? They brought, it was like... Yeah. I didn't hate that as much as everybody else. The one after that, I did not care for. I felt like that was a step down for sure. But everybody hated season four, which was the one where they, they did it in a disjointed way. Um, I didn't mind it. I thought it was okay. Okay. Um, I might have to go catch up because I stopped in the middle. Uh, but I will say I was disappointed in the last the last season that they did. I was like, oh, no, mm-hmm. this, is, this is just like getting old. Super uh, sad. Yeah, but the first three three seasons are like some of the best TV of all time, for sure. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how. So as as motivation for my own fitness, I want to be, I want to be fit and agile and strong enough to. Should anyone want me as a villain or a hero for an episode, like to do a cameo or need me to show up and do a short? I want to be able to do it. So I'm trying to figure out like. I would love to do really any of those fight scenes that she like the style of her stuff is. I've been watching a a series on YouTube called Stuntmen React. It's on a channel called Corridor Crew, which they normally do special effects stuff, but they also are friends with like stuntmen and stuff. 
So they will bring the stunt guys in and they'll analyze stunts from other movies like Jackie Chan, stuff like that. But then they'll often show clips of them. Like they brought in the guy who do, who's the stunt double for um, Black Panther, for instance. Nice. And they're showing like, oh, here's the scene. Look, you can see me in the elevator get my ass kicked by Captain America. And like and then he'll be like, yeah, like um, they'll tell stories about how like. Scott or uh, Chris Evans is like so good. And he's like, actually, Chris has a dance background, which makes him a really good fighter because fight choreography is not really fighting. It's dancing and like those kinds of stories. And then they'll talk about the tips and tricks that they use and and how they'll be like as a stunt person. Sometimes it's just going to fucking hurt. Like there's no padding. There's no like it's just no. This is going to this one's going to hurt like suck it up and then they talk about like hong kong stunts and how in hong kong they'll be like you show up and if you don't get on camera you don't get paid so you just show up and then you have to like kind of like constantly be vying to get on camera and then they will give you bonuses for doing stuff with no pads so they'll be like okay we're gonna throw you off of a two-story building we'll, we'll put a pad down um, but if you do it with no pad, we'll give you 700 extra bucks or something like that. <laughs> um, it's crazy. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Yeah. Anyway, they have a bunch of stunt men and stunt women on there and a lot of stunt women with like different body types. There's one woman on there who, who d- is one of the stunt doubles for Charlize Theron. So Holy crap. That's okay. why I was thinking about it. So I'll try to find it. Yeah. It's fun. I think there's like, 15 episodes or something and it's just people watching cool action sequences and then you can make a list of movies you want to go watch now <laughs> uh so cool nice. yay well we talked a little bit about movies and stuff at the end for a moment yeah well i mean you're that's that's my fitness journey is like keeping in mind like okay i'm gonna do a reel some like i'm either gonna just someone's gonna want me in a show just i'm gonna do a cameo don't know where don't know which show or I'm just going to do a reel. I'm going to write something and figure it out. Because I yeah. I know some store stunt coordinators around. Yeah. Like, but. you should get... That would be super fun. It's just, like, next birthday. Yeah. Okay? Like, <laughs> set a year-long fitness challenge that you're going to be like, okay, I'm going to go talk to a stunt coordinator and be like, I want to create a stunt reel. And I want it to look like it's from different movies. Right. So it's got to be like there's got to be an action set piece, but they're just little tiny clips of me doing crazy shit. Now, how do I train for each one of these? And then over the course of the year, you have like 12 different shots or 12 different sequences. And then for like each month you do one and then film it or film it all at the end or something. And then that'd be rad. And then at the end, your thing is uh, Adrienne Gunn, stunt woman. (laughs) Yep. That's it's been one of my ideas for a long time, maybe 10 years. I think that's what I mean. A lot of times. The best things to do when it's like follow your bliss, a lot of times I I have this philosophy that it's the stuff that makes no sense (laughs) at all. It's the stuff that you're like, that's stupid. (laughs) Like, why would I work that hard? to do that there's no reason to do but when you say yes to that yeah there are people in here listening and when you say yes and then you go take action on it they're like holy shit she actually did it 
First of all, hey, everybody, let's be really careful what we suggest that she does in the future moving forward. Secondly, oh, my God, we can trust her. Like when we say, here's the thing and you're like, okay, like hang gliding. All right. Well, then fucking go hang gliding. Why? I don't know. (laughs) But there's probably something in there. Yeah. Actually, that again, to tie it back into Enlightened Counter Potato, we talk a lot about trusting your instincts as what to watch. Yep. There's there's a reason you want to watch that in particular. There's a there's something you're trying to work through, something you're trying to process or heal, or some resource you're trying to grab. Uh, and you don't know why, and you never will know why. Stop trying to figure out why. Just surrender to it and trust. Totally. Is yeah. That a good place to wrap it up. I think it is. All right. Okay. Cool. I'm excited awesome. for whatever your birthday is going to be. <laughs> uh, well, don't, 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 don't put all that. Fucking... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to try to top you. Nah. Nah. It's not even possible. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could. Uh, I know I couldn't. Uh, I put a whole lifetime into that birthday. That's true. That's true. That's why I like your stunt woman thing for the next one is like, yeah. like a defiance of getting older and be like, I'm going to be in the best fucking shape of my life for this birthday. Nice. I like it. I'll go work on it. Okay. What you do. All right. You're awesome. Love you. Love you too. TV deeply, everybody. Bye now. Bye.